We're in a brand new series, a brand new series, and excited about this series. And welcome to all our guests and our friends from around the world, those of you who are watching us online. Uh, also, we're in a new series, and our new series is called Life, simply Life. And you, there's an emphasis on the F word. So every, so every Sunday, uh, Joshua and I, who are trading off in this teaching, and even Elder Frank, all of us, all of our teaching modes, we're going to be talking about life in the kingdom, what, what life in the kingdom could look like for you and should look like for you. Amen? My word today is fullness, 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 fullness. So we're going to be talking today from my title, Living in Fullness Every Day. The fullness of God, fullness of what he wants for you, fullness of what he wants you to experience, the fullness of everything that he has created that you may not be living in now. All right? Now, I could be all over the place today because I'm pretty excited about this. I'm excited about me, and I'm pretty excited about you. Amen. Really excited about this time in God. You know, there's been a lot that's happened and a lot that you've walked through and some stuff you didn't want to happen, but it happened anyway. You tried to stop it. You're like, oh, I don't want to go through this. Don't want to deal with this. But you went through it. You dealt with it. Some stuff that was out of your control. And in some worst cases, it was stuff you brought on yourself. I wish I could have done that different. But there comes a time in your life where all this stuff gets heavy. It gets heavy. You keep trying to carry it through your life. And the one best thing I learned how to do in God as a little boy was to forgive myself. I learned how to leave things behind. I learned how to leave things in my past. Say, if it's past, let it pass. You know, even a dog will bury what he's done with. You're like, I've done it, it's over, I'm moving on, amen? So there comes a time you just need to bury what you've dealt with and even bury what you did yourself. Okay, say living in fullness. Okay, I want you to turn your Bibles, I want you to turn your Bibles right now as I go through this to John 10, 7 through 14. It's sort of a basis for what I'm going to be talking today. And I want to broach this subject. Why did Jesus really come in the first place? Why did he really come to us in the first race, first place? Why was he born? What's, what's the purpose of the birth of Jesus or the coming of Christ? John 10, 7 through 14 tells us the whole story. This is what it says. Uh, as Jesus was talking to his disciples, he was talking to them. I think he just fed the 5,000. It was an amazing thing going on. And Jesus began to say to his disciples, and this is what he said. Then Jesus said to them again, read it. Most assuredly, I say to you, what? I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me, what are they? They're thieves. They're thieves and they're robbers, but the, the sheep did not hear him. He says, everyone that came before me, they are thieves, they are robbers. Every religion, every church, every movement, every prophet, anything else that was before Jesus, they're thieves. They are robbers. Mm-mm. So let me take you down to the next, <laughs> the next verse. This, this is where it says a couple of verses later. It says, so let me help you understand the thief. Read it with me. The thief only comes for, for a couple of reasons. What does the thief come to do? So the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When the thief comes to your house, he or she never leaves anything of value. 
When they come into your house, your life, your world, your finances, your marriage, your whatever, when a thief comes, when he or she leaves, they don't leave anything of value. They take everything of value. Everything of value is robbed from you when a thief comes. So the thief comes except to steal, kill, and destroy. But listen to what Jesus says. Here's why I came. We don't have to guess. We don't need an anointed preacher. We don't even need a whole lot of interpretation. Here is what Jesus said. Why did he come? But I've come that they may have life. Zoe, Z-O-E, which means the fullest extent, the fullest extent of pleasure that the universe offers. I came that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly than they're experiencing now. Come on, talk to me. There is an experience in God I have not experienced yet. And this is why he came. He came so that I could experience more of him and more of everything he created. This is the truth, sugar lump, that God wants me to know him and every little thing he created, everything that he put in place, he wants me to have Zoe, God's kind of life. Jesus came so that we could live and operate in the kingdom. But watch what he says now. So he says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd, watch him. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not a shepherd, one who does not own the sheep. Yes, he used the word own. He's Lord, Adon, Adonai, he owns. One who does not own the sheep, what happens? He sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flee, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a... He doesn't care about the sheep. What does he care about? Himself. So Jesus uses four words. He says they are thieves, killers, destroyers, and hirelings. Every other religious system you've ever heard of or been a part of before Jesus, every one of them, he says, this is what they are. They're thieves. They all come to steal something from you. And they're here to steal what he try, he's trying to give. They're here to take from you what life really is. Most people live 70 or 80 years and never enjoy the earth. Getting ready to go to heaven. Never go anyplace. Never experience anything. Hold off from enjoying their life. Won't let their family enjoy life. And I'm telling you, this life Jesus wants to give you, you can't afford it anyway, so go ahead and enjoy it. You can't make nothing happen anyway. It's him who came to give life. He, he said, I want you to have it. So having life should be your priority. I said, having life should be your priority. Having, enjoying life should be your priority. Because it's his priority for you. I think I'm making sense. 
So Jesus says they're killers, they're destroyers, and they're hirelings. Oh, my God. Jesus said all of them, all of, all of the popes, the potentates, the bishops, the religious systems, all the religious orders, the first, second church of the first that come out of the last jurisdiction, the second Baptist of the first, folks, the church of God in Christ who loves everybody except everybody else, the first Baptist, the Episcopal, the African Methodist, M-E-E-C, period, dot com, all of them are thieves if there ain't no kingdom there. Yeah, I said it. All of them are posers, fakes, imitators. If the preacher standing here is the only person in the church that's wealthy, if the person standing here is the only person with power, if the person standing here is the only person that's got something going on, posers, imitators, thieves, liars. Yeah, I said it. I didn't know I didn't say it. He said it. If it ain't Jesus, say it. It's trash. Lord, I hear y'all. Lord, let's pray for our pastor. Keep praying, child, but I ain't changing from this. If it ain't Jesus the king, it's trash. Rubbish. Throw it away. We got in Jamaicans in here this morning. Anybody from Jamaican descent? Anybody from Jamaica? What do we say in Jamaica? If it's no good, we throw it away, man. <laughs> Imitators, hirelings, hireling religious systems, hireling religious systems make you give up everything for it, but you never get anything. And when life begins to happen to you, there are no systems to protect you because they're hirelings. Hirelings are afraid of wolves. Jesus doesn't back down from wolves. Jesus doesn't back down from anything going on in your life. Jesus don't run away from what you call difficulty. Jesus doesn't back down from impossibilities. He's the good shepherd. And when the wolf comes, Jesus is like old yellow. Roof, I'm here. I might be under the porch, but I'm here. If you're going to run up on this house, I'm telling you, you got to deal with me first. You may be in a situation this morning and you're like, oh my God, pastor, it's been hell for 10 years. I'm telling you, that decade is over. Wash your hands. Be through with it. And I'm going to show you in a minute. It didn't mean Jesus wasn't there all the time. He was with you all the time. You just didn't know you were being trained for what's next. Some of y'all been running from the wolf. But in the next few months, the wolf is going to bark and you're just going to stand there like, what? What are we doing? What you got? I don't know how to run no more. I don't know how to back down no more. I don't know how to be afraid anymore. Somebody shout right there. I know. I, I, I know. I can feel it. 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 Okay, so now. Here's the truth about him. Here's the truth. Because I'm not a hireling. You can't hire me, you can't fire me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can say a lot about me, but it don't change what I do. 
because I'm not the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. So like I'm telling you to follow him, I'm following him. So here's the truth about Jesus. John 14. Watch what he says now. He says, don't let your heart. What did he say? Jesus is like, I'm going to be up all night. Won't you go to sleep? <laughs> Look, don't let your heart, your, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart. Your heart now, your heart, your heart's not this blood pumping thing on the mid left of your chest. It's your mind, which is not your brain, but an activity of your brain. Your mind is in a fourth dimension. They can't find it in your brain. Okay, y'all, okay, they, they can't find it. They'll never find it. They keep looking for it because they hate the Bible. But he said your mind. He says don't let your heart, your mind, your subconscious, the real you, that will never die. He said don't let, don't be troubled. Why are you thinking about this and worrying about that and trying to figure that out? And Why are you trying to keep others down so that you think you get up? Why are you worried about others being able to keep you down? Can't nobody keep, can't nobody keep you down? If everybody took everything from you, you would realize overnight that they never really gave anything to you. It all comes from him. Talk to me. Come on, AWC, talk to me. You got some babies in here that don't know God like you. Talk to me. People are watching you. They're watching how you respond to life. They're watching how you respond to difficulty. He says, don't let your if you believe, if you're down with G-O-D, he said, if you believe in him, I'm just telling you, I'm him standing in front of you. If you believe in him, why don't you believe also in I'm going to show you why in a minute. If you believe in him, believe in me too. Believe in me too. Why? Listen to what he says now. This is not a funeral sermon. Okay. This is not a let's, go, let's, let's wait on heaven sermon. He says, in my father's house. Lord have mercy, Shannon. I'm going to come down there, girl. He says, in my father's house. I got a lot of mansions. Now, if you're not careful, your head goes to, Lord Jesus, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get my 15,000 square foot house. Okay, okay, there, there, there is no wood up there. There are no light switches. There are no swimming pools. There are no dinner tables. That, that realm has none of that. We're not talking about heaven. If you want a 15,000 square foot house, you got to make that happen here. Can I get a witness? 
<laughs> if, 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 if that's the desire in your heart, it means you can have it. Because when you get there, you won't need light. He is the light. You won't need to sleep. You're going to be in the presence of peace. You won't have this body. You won't have a colon system to eat. There'll be no bathrooms, no. It's not, Lord, I'm sending up my timber now. I'm sending up my timber now so God can build my house in heaven. Now, I can't be this rude to my neighbor, but you can. Look at your neighbor and say, now, if you're going to be silly, we can't be friends. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm waiting on heaven, going to get me a house, going to get me a robe and some shoes. You're not going to have a body. What you going to put a robe on? Get you a robe now. You may not be able to afford the, 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 you know, the Louis robe right now. Go get a knockoff from China. Put that thing on. Take a picture. Put yourself on Instagram and say, look at here. When they read it and it don't say Lewis but Fuis, just let them deal with that. But whatever about your life you want to enjoy, you enjoy it now. Forget everybody. They ain't got to enjoy it for you. I'm getting stuck. Don't let your heart be troubled. But if you believe in him, believe in me because in my daddy's house, there are many Monet's. M-O-N-E, Monet's. I put every definition on the screen for you so you understand it. Every definition of Monet because Monet has nothing to do with heaven. Monet has nothing to do with mansions in heaven. God has mansions here. But you create the 15,000 square foot house by the mansion in your mind. Okay, y'all, y'all still looking at like a cow at a new gate. Okay. Okay. Uh, a Monet is a Greek. Okay. It's a, it's a Greek word. And it literally means places to live. In your mind. It means lives to live in. In my father's house, there are many lives you could live in. That's too much. Let me give myself an offering right here. Put it in this pocket. I brought an offering for myself today. I don't need nothing from you. Uh, it literally means levels of life to choose from. Dang, I'm going to run out of money. It, it, it means states of life. What state do you want to live in? It's not under any... Okay, okay, let me... I know a lot of people want you to think that it's under their control. 
But you don't need the stock market. You don't need any of the, you don't need any of these systems. They're all, I mean, they're all trash. They're posers and liars and thieves. You ain't got no million dollars in the stock market. What do you care what the Dow is doing? Oh, the Dow is up. People tell me that. I said, wonderful. How much you got in it? Well, none, but it's up. It must mean it's a great economy. No. Only 1% of Americans benefit from the Dow. You don't need this stuff. All you got to do is decide what state of life you want. Okay, it's the Greek word. States of life. Say it. Places to be. You look it up yourself. I, these, ain't, these ain't my definitions. I copied and pasted. There are many places in my father's house, places that you can be present. In your mind, you can be present in a life you haven't experienced yet. But as soon as it's in your mind, it has to come forth. Because your mind connects to his mind and you have the mind of Christ and they're one mind. There's no devil interference. There's no father-in-law interference. There are no stupid religious... None of that counts when you're in the mind of Christ. None of it. Watch this now. It's places to, to, to be present. It's places to remain. Say to somebody, I'm going to stay right here. Say it again, I'm going to stay right here. When you find the life you want to be in, you stay there whether you see it or not. Whether it's come to pass or not. Whether you're walking in or not. You just stay right there till you see what's in your mind and in your heart come to pass. You don't leave. Get your good old Baptist preaching voice and just stay right there. Don't start none, Crawford. Next definition, read it. This here is the truth about Jesus, brother. If you believe in God, believe also in me. So hear what I'm getting ready to tell you. In my father's house, there are many. There are many Monets. Lives of your own. What life do you want? It's not the decision of Jesus. In his house, if you want a little bitty mansion, go ahead. If you want a custom house, 10,000 square feet, call Kevin. He'll build you one. What kind of house do you want for your children? Make a decision. What do you want for your wife, brother? Sister, don't worry about him. He ain't got to have no money or no job. He just needs to have a mind. So don't fight the brother's mind. What are you talking about dreaming about something? We got to walk to work today. He's trying to tell you what's in his head. Sorry. His head is more important than any other part of his body. 
That's too good right there. That was good. Forget y'all. Forget y'all. I ain't going to ask you for nothing. You ain't got to give me nothing. You ain't got to say amen, but I am about out of money, though. Okay, so watch this. Jesus says here, I am, watch now. He says, I'm the way, truth, and the light. Here's the point. He says, I'm the way to life. I'm the path to it. I'm not the life. Well, I got Jesus and that's enough. It is not enough. To have Jesus is not enough. He's not the life. He's the way too. I just didn't say nothing, but I was in the room. I was in the room with some great men and I was there and I knew if I said anything, I would be ignorant. These guys are amazing preachers. So the host asked, so who is Jesus? For an hour, they kept talking about Jesus. And I'm like, well, I didn't know him like that. I didn't know him like that. But my father happened to be in the meeting. And Dr. Monroe, Dr. Monroe says, uh, in front of his peers, he says, your ignorance is amazing. <laughs> Y'all know me. I'm sitting back there going, ooh, <laughs> He said, why don't we tell people who he is by what he said he was? And then he went through the scripture. He named 12 things Jesus called himself. He said, Jesus said, I'm not, I'm not the life. He said, I'm the way to it. I'm the truth about it. And I'm the life. The Greek word here, life, means lifestyle. So whatever the kingdom is, Jesus says, I'm the example of the lifestyle of the kingdom. So whatever I'm doing, that's what heaven's doing. And whatever I'm saying is what heaven's saying. If you want to live a full life, just watch me. Just do, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm the example of what it's supposed to be. Once you see me do it, it means it's what heaven's doing. And depending upon your level of consecration, you can do it too. If you want fullness, I am that fullness. Can I ask you something? How did Jesus live? Talk to me. I'll give you 60 seconds. How did he live? Talk to me. We in class. How did he live? Faith. I'm going to hit y'all with the shoe. Obedience. Purpose. Huh? Give me some practical examples. Come on, church. Huh? Now give me an example. No, I want you to talk to me about he, he went fishing and there was gold there. I want you to talk to me. He fed 5,000 with bread. How many? How many pieces of bread? 12. Okay, you're at the end of the story. So why do I get concerned about bread in my house? Jesus is my lifestyle. Why am I worried about taxes? Go fishing. 
He just healed people. He, he just healed people. You ain't got to be Ron Hart, Bunky, Benny Hinn. You ain't got to lick nobody. You're a healer right there in your house. If your kids are sick, you don't have to call an elder. You don't have to call anybody. Say, Come out in the name of Jesus. Give me two more. Water to wine. Hold on now, Doc. You done went too far. You mean to tell me the lifestyle of Jesus says, I can turn something that's not even a value. I can turn something that's not even a value. And when I touch it and speak over it, it'll have so much value that I can make everybody else drunk and valuable and peaceful. That there's something in me that may look dead and may look not alive, just water, not much of anything. But I can turn it into 100-year-old vintage wine. This is the lifestyle of Jesus. And tell the, tell the girl next to you, if it says the girl next to you, say, girl, you can't live like Jesus. Because he is the way. Walk this way. Walk this way. Jesus says you ain't got to figure it out. You don't even have to know what you're doing. Just whatever I'm doing, just do that. <laughs> if I'm looking at a storm and I talk to it, Look at your storm. And do what? Don't talk about it. That ain't what we're doing. We ain't talking about storm. Lord Jesus, I'm in a storm. right? Is that what Jesus did when he was in the storm? Did he look at the storm and say, ooh, that's a big storm right there. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never seen a storm like this. This is huge. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe we should talk about the storm. That ain't what Jesus did. Jesus stood up on the bow of his ship and said, sit down and shut up. That's Mississippi for peace be still. <laughs> And if it didn't sit down, what would he have done? He would have spoke again. I told you to sit down and shut your mouth. Not listening to you about my marriage. I'm not listening to you about my kids. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to you about this. Instead, I'm going to block you way out here and I'm going to talk to it myself. Dang, man. You got to look at that woman when she come in the house. This is next month, though. You got to look at your wife when she come in the house and say, dang. I get all that? Jesus. God, man, how did you? Mm. She might look at you because she's still mad and said, just leave me alone. What do you want? Get off me. It don't matter. Girl, look, I'm going to wait. You can't look at your checkbook and, and look at it and say, ah, ah. If you were flying on a plane and something happened up there and the pilot went, ah, what would you do? <laughs> huh? <laughs> if you heard the pilot screaming in the cockpit, that's what's shocking to Jesus. 
when you're screaming and hollering and crying in the cockpit of your life, he doesn't understand you freaking. He doesn't understand the worry. He doesn't understand. He's like, what is, what is wrong with you? Can, can, I, can I teach you something? Thank you. I'm good on my time, I think. Okay, so now let me tell you what you do. Then I'm going to finish this. Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. It says now, therefore also, we also, since, since we're surrounded by so many great clouds of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and what? The sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do what? Looking unto Jesus. Don't even read nothing else. Let's put some stuff aside and let's just look at Jesus. Let's get rid of some heavy stuff and let's just look at Jesus. Let's keep our eyes on him. We're not keeping our eyes on the other stuff around it. So, so, so put this in your notes now. Put this in your notes real quick. Everybody is really looking at you. You don't know it. But you're surrounded by witnesses. You're surrounded by grandma and grandpa in the spiritual heavenly realms. You're surrounded by forefathers. You're surrounded by Adam. You're surrounded by all of them looking over at you because you have a chance they don't have anymore. And they're all rooting for you. They're all betting for you. They're all cheering for you. They all want you to be successful, everybody. And you're also surrounded by witnesses in this church. You're surrounded by witnesses in other churches that are in this city, and they're all great, and they're all beautiful. Christians and kingdom citizens all, all, all over the world. Everybody needs you to succeed. No one needs you to fail. Everybody's watching you. So who are you looking to? If everybody's looking at you, who are you looking to? The Bible simply says look to him. Keep your eyes on him for your business. Keep, don't, don't, don't look at other people and say, oh, that ain't going to work. Yeah. T.D. Jake said this, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the podcast and the stuff I pay just to listen to him is amazing. T.D. Jake said, I'm hated by a lot of people. He said, but it took me a few years to stop studying the people, to stop studying the people who like me. He said, I didn't learn anything from people who like me. He said, I'm going to study the people who hate me. So he would do an hour a day on the people who were talking about him. You know what he found? He said, I found out I am never hated by successful people. Yeah, sit up straight, Bubba. The people who hate you, study them. Typically, they're jealous. They've never succeeded in anything. And they're not really mad at you. They're just mad at the example that you're setting. Because they know the junk you're going through, and they're trying to figure out, how she keep getting up? They don't even make no sense to me. How are they still together? I don't know. They still in love, though all this going on. They still serving God with all this. I know they about to file bankruptcy, but they tithing. Uh, they, they can't figure it out. So instead of saying, God, they're a great example, they say, I just hate her. She need to do something with her hair. Is that the best you could do? Say it with me. Don't look at nobody. Say it with your southern voice. Look at Jesus. Yes. 
So what is keeping you from living a full life? It's time to deal with it. I said it's time to deal with it. I said it's time to deal with it. Here's the issue with your life. I'll do this to Damon. Come here, Damon. You used to be an army guy, didn't you? No? Oh, I thought you were military. Stretch out your arm. See? Put your, in your, in this. okay, get you. Okay. There you go. Sometimes you can be too heavy to follow Jesus. Now, if he was going to walk, I'm Jesus for a minute. If he was going to walk and follow me, he could just follow me. I'm going to speed up sometimes. I'm going to slow down sometimes. I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to do stuff. He could follow me. Now, if he's got unresolved resentments, <laughs> hatred, stuff somebody done did to him, crap he did he shouldn't have done, but he carrying it. Jesus. Now, follow me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Not me for real. Come on. Woo. Come on. Follow me. How long will it take him? How long? How, can, how long can he do this? How long can he do this? He can't do this for long. Why? He's too heavy to do what Jesus is doing in the moment. That's religion. You know what? Let me help you out. In religion, in religion, he forgives you for everything you did. Anything you carry in. Anything that you think, you think you're no good. Your wife left you. Okay, God bless her. Your husband didn't want you. Oh, wonderful. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Why am I carrying that? The next man may be right around the corner. Why am I messing with him? I ain't got no time. Because Jesus is getting ready to show up in my life. And when Jesus, I mean, you might as well get ready to the whole thing. So now, when Jesus shows up in your life, in this new season, and Jesus says, come on. You can go where you're called to go. You can do what you're called to do. You don't need to carry this. Some people say, some people say, well, you know, all I got is one thing to carry. Bless God, my weight, my weight is light. Here's the problem. You're not even supposed to have anything to carry it in. You're not even supposed my burden is, and my yoke is. The yoke I give you is easy. The burden I give you is weightless. Religion wants you to carry stuff so you can repent every Sunday. Let's get over it. Let's get past it. You don't have to, you don't have to get saved every Sunday. Give somebody a high five and say, go on with your life, buddy. Go on. 
Go on with your life, buddy. Go on with your life. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so watch this now. Let me, let me, let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Sit down. Sit, sit, sit. It's time for your life. Everything that you dream, everything you desire, everything God told you about is right in front of you. For real, I said I wasn't going to be over time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so watch this now. Watch Jesus set him up. Watch Jesus set him up. Jesus feeds him. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I paid 100000 for this. It should be working. Thank you. Okay, what I say? Jesus feeds 5000 Then he says to Eddie and them, he said, look, Y'all go get in the boat. Go across the lake. I'm going to meet y'all over there. Don't nobody ask him how he going to meet them. He just told them, now y'all, y'all get on in the boat. Y'all done saw 5,000 being fed. So y'all know it ain't no joke. Get in the boat. Twelve of them got in the boat. Jesus said, I'm going to pray. Jesus went to the mountain and just prayed, reaching out to God. In the fourth watch, six o'clock in the morning, they had been on the sea all night. Since the evening before to early in the morning, a storm was on the sea. It was bad. But in the middle of the fourth watch, Jesus shows up walking on the water. Everybody in the boat like, what the, what? He's not just walking on placid sea of glass. He's walking on a storm. Come on, y'all. The, the, dude, the dude is walking on what should kill him. Hey, 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 hey. Is there anything in your life right now that could take you out? Are you in a class that your brain doesn't catch up with? Are you in a financial situation where you're over your head and you're not sure you're going to make it? Are you in a relationship at home that's falling apart and you don't have any answers for it? Stuff that could take him out. He was walking on. Twelve dudes in a boat. One dude remembered the words of Jesus. <laughs> I'm the lifestyle. If you believe in the Father, believe also in me. Peter says one phrase I've been living on since I was 12. 12. He said, uh, is that you, Jesus? That's all I want to know. It don't matter to me what you're telling me to do. All I need to know is, Jesus, is this you? 
Are, are, are you telling me to start that business? Are you telling me to go to school? Are you telling me this is my mate? Are you telling me this is my financial opportunity? Or is this you walking on what could kill you? Is this you? That's all I need to know. Jesus said, it's me. Are you serious? That's you? Peter now starts asking questions. Put the questions up. In his mind, Peter is going through in his mind what's happening. In his mind, he's trying to figure out if that's you, I need you to do something for me. Here's what I need you to do. This is what I call exponential change, which is going to happen to a lot of you in the next 21 days. Take a snapshot at prayer tonight because I promise you, if you walk through this process, by the end of this month, you will be a totally different person. Listen to Peter. In his head. I've never seen anything like this before, especially not from you, Jesus. I saw you multiply bread, but this, how do we explain this? How do we explain what's happening to you, Jesus, on the water? Then in the scripture, but in the Greek, he's thinking this. I really wonder if I could live like you. You said I could, but can I really? Can I really live like you? Can I really look at my $100,000 business and in 12 months be a million dollar business? Can I do that? Y'all quiet. <laughs> can I really, if I don't like this particular job, can I create something that creates jobs? Can I do that? If it's impossible, it's exactly what you can do. So Peter's question, we hear in the English, we hear in the English, if that's you, bid me to come. Tell me to come. Here's what it means in the Greek. Jesus, if you say I can do it, I'll do it. This may not mean any sense to you. But Jesus, you're walking on water. You said I could do what you do. If you're doing it, doesn't mean I can do it. If you invite me to do it, I'll trust you. Jesus says these words. Come on. He didn't say, uh, Pete, uh, now before you step out of the boat now, Pete, pull yourself together now, Pete. You never done this stuff. You never done this before, Pete. Uh, now, when you get in the water, now you just gotta stabilize yourself, cause you know, don't be looking at the waves, Pete. Just, just, just keep yourself stable. Just imagine, Pete, you you standing on a surfboard, just making imagination. He didn't say none of that. He said, "Come on." He didn't prep him for it. He didn't have a lesson on walking on the water. He did not go to a six-month training. Jesus did not spit on him and anoint his head. Peter just got up and stepped in the water, leaving 11 men behind. Say what you want to say, but everybody ain't got the faith you got. 
And don't look for them to have the faith you have. Sometimes you're going to step out of a proverbial boat in a storm. And no one's going to understand. Everybody around you might say, well, why don't we wait to a safer day? Uh, we in 30 feet now. Why don't we wait till we're close to the seashore? Six inches on the beach is just like 30 feet, isn't it? Not quite. 30 feet, you drown. Six, six inches, you hit the sandbar. The Bible says as long as Peter kept his eyes on the one who was walking on water, he could walk on water. Okay. You really don't need all you think you need. You just need to keep your eyes on him. Don't pay no attention to me. Don't pay no attention to your heroes. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. And when or if you sink, you got to read the Bible. I'm tired of these silly sermons. I turn them off when they start beating Peter over the head. Hey, Jack, Peter walked on water. What'd I say? No, what did I say? Peter walked on water. Who else did that? You know, Peter sank in the water. Ha! Okay, great. But he walked first. I'm sinking, pastor. Ain't no problem for Jesus. I'm out here, pastor. I'm walking on water, pastor. Storms are everywhere. The sea, the water, the swells are over my head. This job, this business, this relationship, this thing I'm trying to do, I didn't expect it to swallow me up. It's huge. It's more than what I can handle. What do you do? Do what Peter did. Jesus! That's all you do. And when Jesus came to Peter, his words exactly were, wow, Peter, you're doing great. Why did your faith fail? Here's the other part y'all don't read. When Jesus, okay, you're in the water, sinking. You don't have to crowd to me. When Jesus picked him up, the Bible says that they walked together. Peter walked twice. Jesus is not beating you over the head. You have not failed because the last thing that happened when Jesus and Peter stepped in the boat the wind stopped. The waves calmed down. Nobody spoke to them. This was an opportunity for Peter 
And once he took his opportunity, now Peter's doing weird stuff. Peter's raising the dead. Peter's walking by people and his shadow heals people. There's about 70 people in this room. I came for you this morning. That's why I'm here. I'm here because you see a Jesus on a storm. You see a Jesus in a place and you're like, what do I do? I'm telling you today, what you need to decide to do is get your eyes on Jesus. Get out of your boat. Follow him. The most dangerous place for you could be in the boat. Can I do something for a minute? No music. I just want to do this for a minute. I want to do this for a minute. I want to have a conversation. I want to have a conversation with my past. I want to do it in front of you. I want to have a conversation with where I've been, what's happened, what's happened to me, what's happened for me, what's happened against me. I want to have a conversation about everything that's ever existed in my life right here in front of you. Pastor Martin Williams, I just want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about everything that's ever happened to you, everything you've ever walked through, everything that's ever been said. I really want to talk to you about the evil you've done in your own life, how you failed me since a boy. I want to say that I failed, but I'm not a failure. I spoiled some things, but in your spirit, you've always known my heart. You've always kept me. You've always walked with me, God. I appreciate, I appreciate the opportunities that the devil has given me to fail. Because when I failed, you came and you picked me up. You picked me up out of dark places. You've turned me into something I never thought I'd ever do. There were times I gave up, times I wanted to die, times I wanted to walk away. Those were painful times. But I want to say something to you, past. I want to say today, bye-bye. I'm not coming back to you. I'm not going to talk about you no more. I'm not going to remind myself about you no more. I'm done dealing with you. I'm going to look into my future. Those things that are behind me, they're behind me for once and for all. I'm not doing them anymore. I'm not talking about them anymore. I told y'all not to play. I told y'all not to play. No sustain pedal. No music. None. Now I want to say something. I have messed, I may have messed up the first part of my life, but this here second half, I have made some mistakes in my past. But this next opportunity coming to my life, I'm done playing games. I'm done acting like a 12-year-old child. I'm done being wishy-washy. I'm done looking back and blaming the backside of my life for my future. I am that, I'm not that anymore. It has nothing to do with me anymore. I am an entirely different creature. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
don't care what money I've lost, what revelations I've lost, what, 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 uh, what, uh, what, uh, what uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm moving on. Somebody say it with me. Whatever happened in the past has nothing to do with my future. The next part of my life, I'm living it to the fullest. Whenever Jesus shows up in my life, come on, talk to me. Even if he's walking on water, if he commands me to come, I'm getting out of my boat. I might be scared, but I'm getting out of my boat. I might be afraid, but I'm getting out of my boat. I may not know what's going to happen next, but I'm getting out of my boat. Because life with Jesus is out there. Put my last verse up there. I got three minutes. Put my, last, put my last thing up there. Is it up there? Put it up there. I want you to all read this. You can stay on your feet too. You can stand on your feet too because I want you guys to, to do like, I want you to go to like a gospel rumble, this next part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. Do it, Jason. Do what I tell you to do. Just do what I tell you to do. Don't be trying to walk on the water with me. Read it one time. I'm so happy and very grateful now that I continue. Come on. Read it again. Join me up here and point your finger in the heavens. Come on. One more time. Come on. It doesn't matter what I've experienced. I'm going to let myself be stretched. I'm going to let myself be challenged. Everybody.